Hello everyone you are listening to and perhaps watching Calling the Audible. I'm your host, Bees Delores. Mo Khan is uh, being kept in a sweatshop and having to work for the first time in his life. He really doesn't know how to adapt. <laughs> it's true. How's it going, Simon? I'm not bad yourself. Who are you? I'm Simon. You just said it. Pay attention! Who, who are you though? <laughs> I'm the guy that screams at you. Uh, Eagle. I am the producer who doesn't produce. That's I am, very accurate. Uh, I am peace. I feel like I'm speaking to zero people. It's actually eight people? Yes! They actually are at least listening. The two people in this room, however, oh my god. My headphones is off. Anyone who wants to come produce the show next season, you're hired. We don't even take your CV. We actually do need producers, so... We, we need to be talented. <laughs> we're, so, we're so overworked, it's ridiculous. Yeah. To be fair, Terry did it for Eagle one time, and it looks very easy. Yeah. You just press a button. It, it looks for Pokemons. I remember the blue box that was over here. That was fun. Yeah. In the middle of second intermission, I tune in and I'm like, why the fuck is there a blue box in front of peas? <laughs> it was holding my coffee. No, it then holds you put itself. It's called gravity. Yeah, and then you put the microphone in. Yeah, it was also my micro my microphone stand. It's like a pedestal where the mic is inside the pedestal. Okay, so what I said this week. On a pedestal. Let's get this show on the road. Uh Simon. Salut. Finessers, fighting flamingos. Oh, happened? yeah, big game, man. Finessers, basically, winner makes the playoffs, loser is most likely out. Uh, fighting flamingos played a good you game. You say most likely as if the season's not over. Well, the loser, well, there was a chance for them to make it in regardless. So you're saying there's a chance. There was a chance back then, but at the time of the game, there was a chance. Now that we see what happened. There's no chance. No chance. Finessers <laughs> lost the game, didn't make playoffs. Great game, 26 19. Like, I just don't understand finessers, man. <laughs> like, I mean, it's the it's, it's what we it's it's what we thought might happen because it happens sometimes with them. No, it's simple. Is let's feed Alexander Bakalani as much as we can so he can win, you know, like awards and stuff. But let's not make playoffs because that's too much. The play. worst is I've played with Alexander Bakalani. He never even asks for a ball. He's just he's good. The, he's he's just the nicest. He's the the quietest superstar in FBI. But he's just good. Yes, he's very good. Like, he's always he open. He's thrown too because he's good. But at the end of the day, it's the team isn't enough. Mm -hmm. That's it's sad, but it is what it is. We surprised fighting flamingos with the with the surrounding core they had. Experienced Brad Evans, Brian Kyler, uh, Michael Kazaka, Troy Lenvey. Are you surprised they were struggling to make playoffs? Eh, a little bit. I thought fighting flamingos should have been a stronger contender this season. They lost to Sturdam in a, an absolute controversy game in the last game of the, the, the last game of the, the season. Uh, they made playoffs by beating Finesse, so that game didn't really matter. But, uh, yeah, I heard it, it got messy. Um, uh, Mobamba. <laughs> the team that has bored me all season. Mobamba. They it's need to name, beat though. player recognition. Yeah. Basically, just <laughs> I was thinking because before the show, I misunderstood it as air conditioning. And so <laughs> I was like, Mobamba beat... Like not fresh air, air conditioning, not air conditioning, not air conditioning. Player recognition. Fre fresh air. They, they actually lost. Sorry, twenty six twelve. Um, had to win this game to make the playoffs. Yep. Essentially, Bombamba wins, makes playoffs. Did not win. Didn't make playoffs. They did need help along the way, though. Yeah. They needed other teams yeah, to yeah, either yeah. lose or win, but and you they also didn't go their way. So like, had they won, it wouldn't have changed anything in the grand scheme of things. But they obviously didn't help themselves. But the key factor here was win, and then something happens. But Start by winning. But so in a game where like Scott Lafranc only had he, he went nine for thirteen. So So yeah. Also, why are the yardage so low in this game? Like And only there's one touchdown? 
I don't understand. Evangelate has minus six yards. Why did we bring it up? <laughs> well, you, you mentioned it. I assumed you read the game. No, no. All right. That's not the reason why I brought it up. <laughs> brought it up because it matters. No, this well, is clearly so a glitch. We also, if, you, if you're looking to apply as a scorekeeper, uh, we're hiring because what the hell was that? Admittedly, no, I, yeah, Nick yeah, Matamenos yeah. did have four sacks. So oh, considering, like, look, look at the yardage that they gained. Jonio had 13, Vangelis had 11, Lacombe had 10. So you got 34 <laughs> yards there. You get sacked four times, you lose seven yards, eight yards. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. There's four touchdowns. I don't see it. It's probably a glitch. <laughs> Moving on. You got uh, them right running, though. I think, I think the, the the glitch is operator error. Uh, Honey Martin <laughs> yeah, beats yeah. Legal Cock. Yeah, that's, that's a big one, man. Honey Martin's a big one because... Oh, I thought uh, you were going to joke about Legal Cock. Oh, yeah, that's also true. Uh, so, Legal Cock, I find, was pro- it's probably the best team in the division. We talked about it last week. Uh, Honey Martin sort of wanted to uh, prove us wrong. Mm-hmm. I could have said something about shoving, but I figured mm. it was an accurate. Too much. Yeah, it was too much. So we'll, uh, we'll make many penis puns when we're doing our recaps, <laughs> by the way, coming li- or our previews coming yep, later yep, in the game. Yep. You want to hear a hot take? Mm-hmm. Legro cock, easiest schedule. Hot takes without Mokan. Not the same. How uh, about Honey Martin? Where they I, I, Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. Honey Martin now the official first seed, nice. uh, the top seed of five B. Hot take. Honey Martin, also easy schedule. Ooh. Oh, so. Paper crowns. So we're talking you're, about first round. You're just buys. a Burger King, bro. Nice. Go get a key of Oid Charles for you. There's the commercials. Seven people understand that reference. More than seven. Come on. Okay, more than seven have seen the, re- the commercial. <laughs> Less than seven get the reference. Come on, it was there. Uh, no, I think that this is a big game for Honey Martin. Winning 24-22. Got the first team. It. It will matter down the stretch because you're going to play always the lowest seed uh, instead of... And it also puts a lot of stock into you. Like It was a big game for Andy Martin to win. And it going to the playoffs, you got that momentum going for you. Um, we see in the Ligo Cock, first of all, they allow, uh, th- they allow the game to slip away from them. But uh, Victor Nolang actually started at quarterback, a Division 6D quarterback replacing Dom Lefort. Uh Was that sort of the oh, difference in this game? 100%. Dom Lefort is... He's a good quarterback, but he's also a freak athlete. He's so fast, man. Yeah. And uh, d- the whole Lego Cucks offense revolves around his speed and his ability to beat the rusher and buy time and then find somebody open somewhere at some point. So without him, the team sort of doesn't know what they're doing because we're not used to this. Like it's their first season, and they're used to this guy scrambling for 17 hours. So at some point, if you have a guy that doesn't scramble, it's, it takes you off your course. Um, Division 5A. Any uh, games of import? No, they, they, the, the division was locked in already before the, I believe. they were. Any seeding games that were important? You want to talk about a game? Do you? No. <laughs> All right, playoffs! Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 let's, let's move it. We got a lot to cover. Let's just get Division 5B, playoffs. So. This is this is what is f- the most fun to cover, to be honest with you. So it was kind Yes and no. Honestly, I find I find this to be a tough show because I hate predicting things and the games. A lot of times, the games don't matter. Uh, like we've seen five A, where it was essentially like the last week of the season didn't matter. Yeah, that's true. So uh, can't report news and gotta do something I hate doing. So let's do it. Let's Bruins, go. Number one, Bruins take on A Town. They played week four. Bruins won thirty-three to thirteen. Oh, interesting. A Town's A Town's a better team than the record shows. Bruins is your like um, how do you call it? like the heavy, not a heavy fighter but like the, the 
the only team that punches harder. Like the boxer that has like a good punch, but mm, takes the punch harder. Yeah, punch harder. Ruins like season. Change your team name to the Punch Harders. I believe it's called <laughs> Kick Puncher. <laughs> the Kick Puncher. Yes. <laughs> he has he has kicks with the power of punches. <laughs> Not a punch with the power of a kick. No, he's kick puncher. <laughs> um, Bruins actually. Uh, so Bruins is a very strong team, but it relies a lot on uh, Gab Weisman to Zach's Warren connection. To be fair, who's the guy on A Town who can shut down Zach's Warren? Who could shut down Division Two player? Correct. Nobody. Like, All right, next game. <laughs> <laughs> like what I'm saying is that given a, especially okay, so like, um, they're a team that has had, you know, 13 interceptions. The, pr- in the, the problem season. is Zach Zorn is not about like he's not like a high flashy receiver. His routes are good and his comebacks are. Well, broken. once he sets his body, you're not gonna going through him to get the ball. No, and like the ball belongs to him now. He runs very good comeback routes that are very difficult to cover and if it works in division two it's going to work in division five so there you go fair voila um who not named gab wiseman or zach's Warren for bruins will have an impact on this game there's snapper i forget his name uh i will pull it up because you're no use to me whatsoever eagle your thoughts this isn't going to be close sorry Aton. nelson Pereira. Yeah, Nelson's, Nelson's, uh, he's a bit of an older dude, but very good athlete. So I can see that happening. What's your pick? Oh. Yeah. Your pick? Oh, Bruins. <laughs> I also pick Bruins. Uh, number two, the process take on uh, Black Knights. I've been a fan of the process ever since they've uh, joined FPF. Uh, they played supervised. Week, they played week five. Process won 30 to 26. All right, that's not bad. It's a close game. So, so Black Knights, there, there's, two, uh, there's two possibilities here. Opportunity one. They, the good Black Knights show up. Their defensive guy talk to each other, and they're playing aggressive, and they're sh- jumping routes, and they're 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 communicating. And Stefan Dalosiak actually, you know, doesn't just throw jump balls every second play. That won't work. And and Black Knights, you know, put up nice points, and they use their size to their advantage, and they look like a very strong Division Five team. Or Black Knights show up. Stefan Dalosiak is weirdly off, starts screaming at his teammates, throws balls into the curtains, forces jump balls to Ned Pierre consistently and the process takes that away and Black Knights scored 12 points hot take who had the hardest schedule in 5B Black Knights you know who had the second hardest who the process so no Burger Kings in this game real Kings real Kings up in here Uh, I have I have another interesting take on this Langberg Andrew Langberg films all his games so do you think he's going to be sitting down and scheming and plotting and watching over the entire game oh 100% yeah in, in, to an annoying level. A separate note: How many times do you think Andrew Langbert watches the game and then gets off to it? Like, like on a weekly basis. On a weekly basis, when he gets his game, once. game film once, oh. more often than he'd like to admit. Yeah, definitely. Well, it, to be fair, if it was <laughs> once, it'd be more often than he'd like to admit. Uh, but honestly, like, uh, man, on both sides of the ball, they're just so athletic. Uh, Jacob Boydman, I've always said, most underused talent in FPF, no matter what team he plays on. Same case here, but Dondre Borden, uh, Noah Groper, Jonathan Perez, Ari Bazoff, like it's this is this is just a good group of athletes across it the is. board. And I, I don't think Black Knights have the, the athletes around. I, I think the Black Knights do. The problem is like I said, there's games where they just play flat. And if that's one of the games, process is gonna run all over them. And how do you think the game will go? I think it's gonna happen. I think Black Knights are gonna sh- show up flat and process wins by three scores. Eagle. 
I agree. Prothis is going to win this one. I don't think by three scores. I think it's going to be a score or less. I think it's a big game for Prothis. Okay. Again, but bias. So <laughs> moving on to the next game. Easy W taking on Le Speak Easy. So French against French. The Battle of the uh, French. I mean, you don't have to make it about. I guess. They played languages. week six. <laughs> Not even ethnicity, right? Well, about languages. off from France. So they played week France. six. This is one of the teams that EZW lost to. Speakeasy won 32 to 26. Speakeasy were... Oh, I was there for that game. Speakeasy are reputed in the past, or the, the team this team is based from, based from, yeah. is the team that had that was the losingest team in FBF history. It, this is such a great... Well, it's... A very small core of the speakeasy friends. Yeah. So the difference is this team's a lot better. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> I yeah. saw them play twice this season, and there's athletes on this team. Speakeasy is a good team. The, th- the only thing is, like, it's it, it, everything needs to work for them to be successful, right? Like, it, they, they sort of that snowball effect every game they play. Mm-hmm. So if they get going early, then things go their way, and then the defense shows up, and then the offense is able to score points, and then Vincent starts running all over the place. But then if the first drive doesn't go well, then they just fall into a hole and they disappear. But just like the athletes on the team, like Khalil Obey, uh, Elijah, Elijah Blizzard, uh, Laurent Philippe St. Orange, like they're guys who can make plays. Yes. And given all that, Vincent Deschard only threw 25 touchdowns. Vincent Deschard, he runs a lot. He's able to. He's fast. He's a fast quarterback. He runs a lot and he's able to run a lot. The he's problem, added zero touchdowns on the ground. Though. The problem is... He's also facing like a very fast athletic defense. Yeah. Across which is good against running quarterbacks because you won't be able to run so much. EZW and Speakeasy had the exact same strength of schedule, except one team went eight and two and the other went five, four, and one. That's uh that's a question mark for me. We've seen in the playoffs for EZW um that it becomes a roulette of who's going to have the big game. Who's gonna go off, yeah. Um Who's gonna go off? Jeremy White. He's gonna throw. He's gonna have at least a rushing touchdown. That's the easy answer. Which receiver? Oh, which receiver? Oh, you didn't. You didn't say. You We're just betting. Said he's gonna go off. We're betting. A pitcher for the finals. We're putting them. Oh, right away every Who, week. <laughs> who's going off for EZW? That's good because we need to keep winning of, for it to be every. We're gonna week. need to be a lot of pitchers, anyways. EZW. Who's going off? Give me Samuel the mediocre shot for this game. Uh, I don't think it's gonna be shot at you right away. Not yet. So give me Samuel. Eagle. Uh, let me give me give me give me easy W. I'm making my pick. Warlock games. It's the it's the warlock gambling. <laughs> Put your phone right up your ass and oh, listen to the show instead. In the butt. We're betting a pitcher of beer. Who pays the first pitcher of beer? Um, to be fair, it's easy never W Eagle. pays it. No. So, <laughs> who's going off for easy W in this game? We've done this bet before because th- they have a bunch of guys. Who are you taking? So I'm gonna go. I'm going to go with Etienne Laurent-Gervais. That's fair. He emerged yeah. last season. Yeah, he's also been playing well like f- the whole Tentosons. season. Ten touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, but also, he really doesn't necessarily have, like even Charlie V doesn't have those like monster numbers, right? Like, they, they've wow. spread in the 42 ball. 42 catches, 12 touchdowns. Yeah, but it's not One that far off from Etienne. It's not that far off from Etienne. Yeah, but also, it's a two-yard hook that he turns for 40 yards. Because he cheats. Yeah. I'm going to go with Samuel Emilio Pelcha. Can't do it. He already did that. <laughs> Felix Leger. Pay attention to the show, please. I have 80 things going on, too. Listen, no, you don't. It's 2019. I came up with this thing. Uh, during the uh, St. Patrick's Day Parade, I can no longer reason with people. So whenever they said something and I didn't have an answer, I would say, listen, it's 2019. 
So this morning, speaking of this morning at work, my uh, our controller came up to me. She, she's selling cookies for girls, like girls got cookies for. Shouldn't daughters? she be selling controllers? And she she said, it's for the girl guide cookies, because it now it's not Girl Scouts, it's girl guides. It's been Girl Guys for like but, uh, 20 years. But I heard Girl Guy. Like, <laughs> he said it was like... So I was saying, I get this 2019, tra- but what does it mean? <laughs> the transformative cookies are both chocolate and vanilla, and you can't tell them to define Girl themselves guy. as such. What does that mean, Girl Guy? Who's winning? EZW. EZW. Will it be an EZW? No. Yes. I don't think it will be, but EZW will win. Sturdam take on Tough Lungs. This is... A matchup I'm looking forward to. It's a rematch of what happened this past Sunday. Third M won 33-6. Yeah, it's it's not going to be that bad. I, uh, I, listen, I like Third M this season. They've been slow off the gates, to, to say the least. But their last few weeks, they've been really impressive. They got two back-to-back good wins. They beat Flying uh, Flamingos, and now they beat uh, Tough Lungs. Third M is a strong team that needs things to go right for them to be successful. Tough Lungs is in a very similar position. If Matthew Lerner is not able to connect with his brother on the patterns that he looks at, it looks ugly. I think what's weird for Sturdam is their feast or famine. They're either putting up a ton of points or putting up none. Tough Lungs is fairly consistent, but it's on the lower end. The, the thing with Tough Lungs is Matthew Lerner, he throws a good ball. He's not a bad quarterback, but he doesn't... If the first read's not there, he doesn't reset his feet, and he, he sort of panics. So if Sturdam is able to take away what Tough Lungs is trying to do on their first three, like the number one play, that's when Matthew Lerner really struggles. And I think that Sturdam is the team to be able to do that. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so who wins this game? Sturdam. Sturdam. I'm going to go Tough Lungs. I think it's hard to be a team back-to-back. It is. It's very hard to be a team twice. Because you come in thinking, oh, we already beat these guys. And the well, other guys are coming in and saying, the hell with that, we're not losing anything. No, because you come in and saying, these plays are going to work. But then the other team takes those away they because know, right? they know. False Kings, Honey Martin take on player recognition. Can player recognition... Let's not do that. How will player recognition dethrone the False Kings? Yeah, I, I honestly... I don't see it. I think How I, will they do it? But I, I don't believe it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You want belief. me to lie? It's not religion, bro. You want me to lie to these good people? They played in week eight. Honey Martin won 26 to 19. Yeah, see, close game. False yeah, Kings. Like, have you seen Listen, but you, what happened okay, is okay, okay, you're okay. building them up in your head, right? You're like, these guys, it's King Arthur. It's not. It's the stupid Burger King dude with the fake plastic face. Fake plastic face. Okay. Let me ask you this. Uh, okay, you, I, can you answer I, my question first? I could, I could be a huge dick about this, but I won't. Tell, <laughs> it's not possible for you. Tell me on... <laughs> tell, okay. On player recognition, who's going to go off? I'll start with who's the quarterback for this team. I was just gonna say there's seven. Who, people. Who's their quarterback? Listen, man, it's 2019. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> who's their quarterback? Also, who's their receivers? Um, so who's gonna it's throw a, the ball to who? <laughs> it's a team concept. Yes, who's gonna throw the ball to who? Answer my question. <laughs> um, any given Sunday? I think they're playing on Saturday, so it doesn't work. When, when are they playing? Monday, it doesn't work. Look, we have... Also, how did you lose the Tuesday Night Lights on a Monday? Uh, <laughs> when, e- when Eagle's playing as a receiver, you know, <laughs> there's roster issues. Hey, we went 7-3 with that scenario. What? With Eagle as a receiver. He played one game as a receiver. No, he was there every week because he had six Wide guys. bench. Yes, sir. 
Uh, also, as it turns out, don't throw a first window slant eagle <laughs> over my head and in front of me. It's all throws. <laughs> Four two. <laughs> hey, no, it was, it was a mistake. Okay, so player recognition. So like, who's throwing to who? Alex Lebras, Dawson Spooner, uh, Dawson Spooner, and uh, Joshua Malik Senegal all have twenty plus catches. Okay. Um, who's throwing the ball? Joshua Malik Senegal for me is a guy who should be unguardable. He, he's just he's just quick. He's has good cuts. He's o- he should be always open. Uh, as for who's throwing, can we have a can we? Ha- can we also bet on this? Who's throwing? Scott Leframbois. He's been playing well back-to-back weeks. I think it should be him. Uh, but what do I know? I mean, he had the be- he had the second-best quarterback rating on the team. Yeah, but the one with the best is not playoff eligible. So, <laughs> yeah, Nick is not playoff eligible. So, um, all right, fair. So now answer my question: How are they going to win the game? I think the only chance player recognition has is that Honey Martin, like I mentioned before, actually did have an easy schedule, and so their record might be False inflated. Kings. What? False Kings. Yes. I think, I, think, I think there is a chance here. I don't think, think it's a big chance, but I think there is so a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. There's a chance. Uh, Lego Cuck, the second False Kings. Uh, yes. They're taking on Fighting Flamingos. Yes. I actually think it's a bad matchup for Lego Cuck. I disagree. I don't because think they're fighting Flamingos as the right rusher to beat them. No, the they played in week four. Legrokuk won 20 to 18. Close game. Want to know why? False Kings. No, I think that Legrokuk... Double Ruger King, bro. Double Ruger King. Honestly, I think that if you don't have the the, the right rusher to beat them, he's going to run all over you. We have a game of the week at Legrokuk in like week seven or eight that he did exactly what he wanted with the defense. It's going to be a very similar scenario against fighting Flamingos. What if they take... What if fighting Flamingos take um, one of their... Because they have a lot of good athletes on the team. What if they take, like for example, a guy like Michael Kazaka out of out of coverage he, and put him in as a rusher? He should rush because he's probably their better runner. Because like Frankie Scalzo, no offense, like he's he's, he's not he's fast good, enough. He's a good contained rusher, but he's not fast. He's not fast enough. He's too quick. Donald the four is too quick. Who wins? Who wins? Oh, very easy. Like go cut man. Eagle, who wins? Uh, I'm gonna go with Ligro Croc, but I'm not convinced. I'm gonna go fighting flamingos. Oh, upset city! Yeah, I, I believe in uh, the Hawaiian shirt. This next game, I know. Takeover uh, threat level that's midnight. Open page guy. Uh, Takeover threat level midnight because there's no script because I'm they played. Takeover threat level midnight. They played week five. Takeover won twenty to nineteen. How how does any division five B team deal with willpower and Um uh, intimidation. Okay. They're, you tell them they're not very good and you make them understand it. Like, you have to, before the game, you have to, like, psych them. So send them texts. Like <laughs> <laughs> but starting now, you start sending willpower messages on Facebook. Bro, you suck. You throw throw a brick through his window. Don't but do no, that. No, no, don't, don't taunt him. Don't say, like, you suck. Just be like, you know, you're, you're a very good receiver, but I'm also better than you. So like, in their previous matchup. You have matchup, to sort of, like, go easy on him because if you piss him off, he's going to go off. Willpower yes. had three receptions for 44 yards and a touchdown. It was Vaison Benjamin who really carried this team 660-1. But Threat Level Midnight had their big guns, uh, Gerard and Gartin, carry them through this game with all the yardage and TDs. So this, this is going to be interesting. Yeah, so you have to psych them out. It's the, it's the only way. Um, who steps up for Threat Level Midnight? <sighs> the only more than one guy. The only more because the, the problem with who are the guys that step up for Trevor Lopez? I think you need Jonathan Lemire to just be smart with the ball because they'll win on possessions. Just don't give up possessions. 
Alex Girard is fast enough to run against takeover. A guy like uh, Maxime Lemieux is also like he's good. The easy picks JD Jolie, right? Like it's it's the one guy that could go off. It's the easy pick, but I find like a guy like Simon Shaw could be the like really the fine route runner that finds the empty zones and frustrates takeover because they're looking at him and say this guy's not very good. Why is he beating us? And he finishes with like eighty yards and two touchdowns. That's fair. Who wins? Uh, takeover. Eags. I'm not convinced. I'm gonna go with threat level midnight, but I'm not convinced. I'm gonna take over. To me, the best best receiving duo in the division. One two um, punch, bro. Sorry. One two punch. Absolutely. That's the amount of punches you want to have at all times. Um, More than the kick, really. <laughs> well, it depends. Do you have? Are you? Do you have kick kicks puncher. with the power of punching? Kick puncher. In which case, I go kick puncher all day long. Um, our final game for Division Five V is the U and Lahim. <laughs> They we have just finished playing this just past now? Saturday. Oh, this past Saturday. So the U won 33-24. So this is one of those back-to-backs, like literally. Like you play the team in the last week of the theories, or the, um, the regular season, and then you play them first Thanks week of the playoffs. defining what back-to-back means. Uh, we appreciate it. You're welcome. The U, uh, La Brim's a good team. Like, I actually like them a lot. Like, uh, they're underrated. We haven't talked about them a lot because Mokan doesn't like them. But... I. <sighs> So Mokan, you know it's true. He needs to stop breaking down teams based on how much he likes them or dislikes them as a scorekeeper. Yeah, there's a bunch like, of things about it. Oh, they have jerseys I can't read, therefore they suck. I hate their oh. talent. I had a very good story about that from yesterday. Mokan was scorekeeping the game, and the guy had his number in the front. So you know, like the way it works in the app is, if you don't have a number, we, you, we still record your stats, but we hide them. Mm-hmm. So, so their stats are still there, but you don't see it on the website. The guy, in the last drive of the game, Mo realized the guy has this numbers in the front. So he's like, oh, I need to show his stats now. But all along, he knew exactly who he was and took his stats down. Hashtag Fire Mokan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Done. He's done. He's done, yeah. I'm going to start it. I'm going to start the uh, the movement. Yeah, hashtag Fire Mokan. Um, yeah, so Jimmy Lejanvier. Great season. 43 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. Yeah. Um, okay. It's something... I think that they're going to score too much for the U to contend with. Do you agree with that statement? I don't. I think the U has a better defense. I think Jimmy Jamie is going to be frustrated playing against a team like the U. I think we're going to have very sim- I think it, this is a rare case of same scenario back to back. Um I tend to under- I tend to underestimate the U to be fair. I do that all the time. You do that every season. Every season. I never learned my lesson. Um I like the U man. I like the U this season. I think Labrum is a good team. But we're going to have a very similar scenario. Eagle, if Lebrun comes off to start to the lead, can Evan Frank come from behind? Uh, I think so. Um, I've seen Evan Frank play. He has a little bit of a weird style, but he also has a lot of people on offense that can bail him out, right? Like Cal Pedvis, Joseph Kano. 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 He's always Joe Kano to me. Kano. It sounds better. <laughs> it, it does. Listen, Joe, we made your name better. Joe Kano. You're welcome. I like Kano. From Mortal Kombat. So we're going to go with Kano. Nerd! Finish him! <laughs> um, but yeah, I just I feel like he has weapons that can bail him out. If they're down, he can stretch the field. He can drive. It's possible. I mean, it depends on how much. If they go down by a score, fine. If they're down by two or three scores, then it turns into a very different game. They won't. Because he was good. It's not going to happen. Picks. The U. The U. Le All U. right. Let's move into 5A. The U. I wish these things were in order, but, you know, production. Super Saiyans, Brocasion. Oh, way bad matchup for Brocasion. Yeah, so what can Brocasion do to not be embarrassed? 
Good rusher that takes a, that forces Jordan Lard to stay in the pocket. Don't buy time. Uh, Super Saiyans, you have to... Like, if you slow on a game, there's a chance that they go off rhythm. You need size, and you need a good rusher. Brokishin doesn't have size. So, so how, do they st- how do they guard uh, Jerry Gallant? You don't. Uh, Just don't show up. You, you don't. Hope for extra gravity? You, you don't guard him. You send two rushers in that direction to sort of screen <laughs> the, bat, the quarterback so you can't throw there. Corner blitzes all day. Just all day. lean him out of bounds on every route. <laughs> Dude, he's a big guy. Yeah, he's a big guy. I, I coached him in FPF Junior, and I couldn't believe he w- was under 18. <laughs> he's a, he's monsterly shaped. Under 16. Under 16. It's true under 16. I couldn't believe he was under 18. So. Um, you should know that. I was surprised, actually, when he asked me to buy beer for him. I was like, but why? Aren't you, Aren't you 22? <laughs> yeah. um, so, we going Super Saiyans across the board? Yes. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Um, brothers take on no show. Will no show make a show in this uh, game? Oh, no. That was a Mokan no question. Mess, bro. Mo- 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 my, best, my best Mokan impersonation. Mo show yesterday showed up. They, they were down 12 nothing because they didn't have enough guys because they don't show. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, it, they was, played it was bad. brothers. And by they, the way. They, like, they don't need what was the score in that game, Eagle? 45 12. And on top of that, no show blew the cap by a shit ton. <laughs> yeah, so, they, so they had nobody. No, they <laughs> cheated and it still wasn't yeah, close. No, they, they grabbed guys that were at a buyer who were willing to play because they had nobody. It was, it, was a sh- it was a shit show. And I, I honestly, looking at this team across the board, yes, there's talent. I just don't think that the right guys are going to show up for them to win a playoff game. Uh, look, just from a roster perspective, here's the people on NOSHA who are playoff eligible. Alexis Dubois, Chris Olsen, Dom Benevento, Eddie Lee, uh, Kevin Loisel, I hope, uh, Preston Harris, and Troy Green. That's it. That's your roster. Who's going to win this game for them? One of those seven. Mm, um, no. Does the fact that Steve Sanders only thrown uh, 2.75 touchdowns per game worry you at all? No. Because, again, look who, we, look who he's throwing. Look who he's playing against. Who's going to stop him? What defense are they going to have? Oh, no, it's the, the defense is good. Like, they have guys that could play defense. Eddie Lee, Don Benevento, Chris Olsen is a good defense. problem is their offense is so bad that they keep on giving the ball at the 10-yard line. But but like can you can you foresee a scenario perhaps where they win just by like forcing a stat line where Steve Sander has a touchdown three interceptions? No, no, no. Steve has been playing really well this season, man. I, but he hasn't. Every time I, I the four games I saw, he's throwing less than three touchdowns a game. The four games I saw, he was more than he was efficient. Okay. It's not so much that he's putting up like seven touchdown numbers, but every game he controls the pace. He doesn't have flashy numbers, but they're always leading. And not only does he not have flashy numbers, he doesn't have good numbers is the issue. But if you're up by two touchdowns, you don't need to keep scoring. Just slow pace the game. Don't give them the ball back. That's fair. Um, Clap management, bro. Your picks. Uh, give me brothers. Brothers. Brothers for me oh, as well. Brooders. Uh, the dumbly named rolling with my homies taking yeah. on Buffalo Wild Wings. There's not a lot of good matchups in 5A so far. I, I'm not happy with any of these. Buffalo Wild Wings, I think they're one of those weaker seeds that going to get bounced early. Like it's, a, it's a very tough matchup for them. Rolling Mahomes is a strong team. Very they good. did play week seven, though, and Mahomes won 31-25, to 25, so it's only a score. Yeah. They're real false kings. Yeah, but I, I just... Like, I just keep saying that Rolling every, Mahomes, every division. They, they, listen, they won't win a championship because they keep every season, they keep being a contender and losing a playoff for some reason. I just don't think it's going to be round one. Yeah, so, NPs, this is not the case of false kings. Uh, Mahomes had the hardest schedule and still win 8-2. and two. Buffalo Wild Wings had Real the kings. second easiest schedule. 
So yeah, so, true kings. Yeah, so give me the homies. One of them had a, one of them had the fortune of playing Nakatomi Survivors, and that was Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> um, yeah, and the thing is, too, like there's a roster consistency issue with uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. You see, like there's a ton of players on the team. Um, the, the core of the roster is good. It just hopefully they can get their the, their best players out of the game. Um, I think we the all two, the two guys I can see making a difference is Guillaume Vezina and Alexi Gagnon back, but you don't think that they'll have like enough of an impact? I, I don't. I don't think so. The, the problem with Laurent Mahomes is it's it's very good players. Like it's not just oh, it's a strong team that puts up a lot of numbers. Is yes, Zakai Kiberji, like you know, he's a very efficient quarterback. He throws a slant to Nick Sato as a great arm. Time. But the problem is, even their defense it's star studded. Yeah. So it's uh, I don't see them losing picks. Mahomes. Yes, sir. Same. Same Z's. Next game. Um, next game is... Tents and Hammocks versus Leave Wayu. They have this not fun. played this season. This is fun. It's it's fun. So Tents, tents it's, and It's ha- just raw athleticism against the annoying system of Tents and Hammocks. <laughs> yeah, but Brandon Aylward doesn't run it as good as his brother Danny. D- Danny is a crazy receiver. Does, does Danny Aylward run it the best of that family tree? I believe so. I think... Well, he also has better like physical traits. He's just he's taller. He has a better arm. Weird. He's faster, right? So uh, if he if he gets to the same level as he reads the same way as Joey does, he just has better tools around him. Like he's a, he has a better arm, faster, taller, whatever. So soon to be a Hall of Famer, most likely. I mean, Greenell Human Beans, to be honest, have like a, a crazy franchise. They've been winning so much; it's it's dumb. They're a low division alpha tees. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah. Daniel Ward. I I scored kept their game yesterday, their last game of the season, and he's unstoppable. The kid, the the Danny to Brandon connection is great, but the Brandon to Danny is also like ridiculous, and the the team for Tanzanamics is pretty loaded. Like it's a very strong team. Uh, I don't see anybody stopping Alex Jotopuf and Daniel Word on the same drive. I think the question here is going to be: Leave you they're they're a really athletic team. Like they have a lot of speed, they have a lot of size. Are they going to figure out the Tanzanamic system before this game's over? They, they need to. Leave you what they do well is they. Jump routes and they're aggressive. Mm-hmm. That's what exactly what you need to do against Tents and Hammocks. The problem is if you're too aggressive, they throw over your head. So uh, I'm curious to see if Brandon Edwards gonna have like the composure required to play against a team like Devoyu. Um Do you think Vincent Lechenier will be able to contain um, to contain Brandon Edwards? Yes, because I don't see Brandon running that much. Like he could, he just doesn't. And uh, so I think he can. I think there could be a sack or two like takes him like uh, off his game. Picks. No, I'm going with the upset. Live you. Me too. Okay. Outlaws taking on Ravens. I, I feel like this might be the strongest underdog taking on the, one of the weaker track game for Outlaws. Are, 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 are they false kings? Uh, are Outlaws false kings? Outlaws are not false kings. Actually, ah. But Ravens, actually, they had the exact same strength of schedule. But Outlaws finished 10 and 0, and uh, Ravens over, finished 4 <laughs> 5 and 1. They also played week one. Outlaws won 31 to 13. Yeah. Uh, the Ravens, like you said, it's a good team. The problem is, you look at it, it looks great. They just can't finish drives. Uh, Outlaws is the exact opposite. It doesn't look that great, but they're so efficient, it's dumb. Uh, I don't see Ravens being able to keep up with Outlaws. But you don't think Ravens have a type of defense where they can trick Stephen Harpersod? I think he's seen he's seen that kind of defense before. Like, yeah, he's a veteran now. Like, he's not a new FBF quarterback. Oh, I understand. It just, th- like, it's it's guys that all play Division Three, right? 
Yeah. That in a different who, uh, not together and they're not necessarily also the stars on their division three teams. Sure. Makes it so that Serena Persaud will know how to exploit that. I would say every time we watch Harper Zod or the Outlaws play, it's not that the other team is doing things to take away what he likes. It's just that they're not doing it. They're not doing their system well. They're just having bad games. They're having drops. The throws aren't coming out well. There's a miscommunication. There's frustration. That's how I see Outlaws potentially losing a game. I don't think this is going to be the one. But if there is a weakness to the Outlaws, I would say it's not matchups, but more just they show up and just drop an egg. Give me Ravens. Nah, nah, Ooh, lost, no, 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 no. I think no, Ravens are just, they're just sucks for some reason, but I Bias. think they're a good team. Bias. I'm friends with guys on both teams. <laughs> you have no friends. No. Trust Bias. the neck, Dana. Yeah, give me Kevin. Can't do Kevin it. I'm never going to pick for any team he plays on. I pick for him on both his teams, so. I might have actually picked the other tournament. <laughs> What's more likely, you to pick a team with Kevin Kusai or you to pick a team with Armando Trotta? Oh. Um. Well, let's see. Uh, one guy has two career catches. The other guy wears a neck bandana. Gonna gonna never pick him because I neck bandana. <laughs> what if they're playing against each other and you can't tie? I I I just I just <laughs> I hope both of them suffer very slight injuries. <laughs> very slight. Like injuries. I don't want anybody to get hurt, but like they both catch a cold. <laughs> <laughs> like that'd be good. Like, and miss the game. Yeah, like they both get a flu and I don't have to talk to them. Armando's gonna choke the game, but Kim is gonna be there. Yeah. He's kind of a gastro is going to show up. It's like, ah, I can play. I just need a garbage can. <laughs> just need a garbage can. GLC, take on Longhorns. They have not played. Right. This is going to be the first matchup. Oh, fucking Kevin Kusai. I hate it. Um, GLC, we know the story. Kevin Lubin uh, not being able to finish the season. So they got a better player uh, instead. Better fit than Ricardo De Rosi. Mm-hmm. GLC has been better since. Their mm-hmm. offense has been better since. Their defense not, but their offense is. And... Heyman Luang is able to distribute the ball better this way. Mandy Kalishon goes back to being to what Mendy usually is. Ricardo De Rosi brings a different aspect to their offense. In a game like this, where GLC will not be able to... like, You know, when Longhorns wants to put up points, they will. John Moody's going to throw you know, 35, 40 points. GLC has the ability to put up 46, 47 and to go toe-to-toe with them and one-up them. This is what's gonna happen. Amy Long's gonna have a monster game. So, so you think that they close to perfect QB rating? Really? Yeah. We saw uh, recently last week, Outlaws, a team with a smart, experienced quarterback yep. who exploits zones well. Uh, Stephen Harper said put up forty-one points against GLC. You don't think that similarly, John Moody can? He will. John Moody's gonna put up forty points. GLC's gonna put up forty-seven. I, I'm not a GLC fan. I just think that Longhorn's defense isn't good enough to stop this GLC offense. Eagle, are Longhorns too slow? Yes. That's it. All right. You're fixed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do we have to say more? They're old. I mean, you can. Just, they have one guy who's fast. Well, two. Patrick Jason. Yeah. Adam Rosen's fast. Yes. How many people? That's what I was. I was expecting <laughs> some elaboration from Eagle. How many people Buddy. on this roster would not Just be able to play balls. thirty-five plus? Like two. The two guys you mentioned, <laughs> Adam Rosen Adam, and Patrick like Chazal. Twelve. I've made my point. Picks. Jesse. JLC. Longhorns. Ooh. Oh yeah. Upset. Upset city. I I wish Mokan was here. He would rip you off. Yeah, I know. Whatever. Um, he was never good at negotiating. Number three Spartans again. Uh, I love it. Mo rips Spartans every week. They finish third in the. <laughs> in the I don't understand. 
because I also he, rip him. He really hates good. he hates James Andrea, who's the nicest person. I know he's too nice on the planet. Every time I say bad stuff about Spartans, I feel bad. Yeah, like, yeah, I, you should, you should, and you're right to feel bad. Yeah, they suck, but I mean, I'm sorry, James. It's honestly, it's two of my favorite quarterbacks going to head to head. Shane Feinberg, a touch by Angeletti, and and James Andrea, Spartans. This is a Very rematch. Different. Sorry, a rematch of Week One where Spartans beat them seven to six. <laughs> How many times does and they scored on the last drive each? If I remember that game, that's so bad. Yeah, that's so. The problem is, I I'm not even surprised. (laughs) (laughs) These two quarterbacks are so similar. They could be so good. They're just playing flat consistently. This game will be won with 20 points. Do you think it has anything to do with, uh, like, especially when it comes to James Andrea? Just is he's always looking for the deep strike, and like he knows he can count on his defense, so he'll take chances that he doesn't need to. James Andrea is his own worst enemy. I find that he could be very good, but he also puts so much pressure on himself to succeed because I have this best roster, I have the best roster I've ever had, I have the best receivers I've ever had, the fastest guys I need to make plays, and it, it works against him. If he will let his guys do plays for him, make it simpler, make it very efficient, that guys mm-hmm. run with the ball afterwards, you will be more successful. Take pressure off of him. The problem is, we, we, we tell them all the time, take, you have such a good defense, you shouldn't have any weight on your shoulders, but he still does. Um, what's amazing about this team is uh, Daniel Hernandez, eight interceptions, Samuel Bassett, five interceptions, uh, Matthew Campbell, four interceptions, and one of the guy, one of the best defenders on this team is a guy whose name I haven't mentioned yet, only one interception, Alex Noel. <laughs> this team is just ball hawks across the board. They're 7-3, they're and three, and their quarterback doesn't have 1,200 yards passing. Yeah. <laughs> how do you? <laughs> how do you have a less he than twenty yards? Thirty TDs. He averages one hundred and thirty yards a game, twenty-eight for thirteen. Like it's not good. Like his, his ratio is two for one, and he averages one hundred twenty yards a game, and they're seven and three. Yeah. Um, like I, I don't, I don't, I rest my case. I don't know what else to say. That said, on the other side of it, um, Andrew Knopp will he create issues for? Um, Sadly, no. Andrew Knopp's strength is his size. Spartans are fast and tall. Like their guys are. But will he take away passing windows for James Andrew? On defense, yes. On offense, I, it's more. He has one catch on offense. I was clearly talking about defense. Why? He's fa- he's tall, bro. Yes. I've seen him on offense. He is tall. <laughs> I've seen him play offense. Literally, your analysis is he's tall. He won't contribute on offense, which he normally doesn't. He's tall. Yes. So full circle. Amazing. That's a tall sandwich right there. <laughs> Who's your pick? Uh, give me, uh, I don't know. Give me touch by an angel lady. You know, someone asked me recently why I'm so mean to you. And like then I was this, like, this right here. <laughs> get to know him. <laughs> this right here, this moment. Spend some time with him. Eagle, what's your pick? Um, I'm going to go with touch by an angel lady. Sorry, Spartans. I'm going to go Spartans. This is the only favorite I picked so far on this side <laughs> of the bracket. Um, I told you, I tell, I'm telling you, what's hap- what happens is that uh, we get so like overwhelmed by March Madness. In this upset. season, we're just picking upsets. Gotta find the upset. Uh, Voodoo take on Palpatine. I find this a, a, an interesting. This match. will not be an upset. They played week two. Voodoo won nineteen to zero. What's interesting in this one is Palpatine had Louis Bezier on the roster for that game and was completely left off the score sheet. It was before the was this before so the no breakup number. or was that was this was the game that caused the breakup? Correct. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, the breakup. Yeah. yeah. What happened was uh, Louis Bezier just felt as though the love was gone. Okay. And he, he just said Mark Andre doesn't touch him the way they used to. 
It's funny because it's true. <laughs> All of those things are true. Um, That's not true. There was a lie. Right honestly, there. Frank K is a very good quarterback. Yes, uh, he's he's incredibly but smart. But the the, the, pro- the the problem with Frank K is he needs things to go his way for him to be successful. Correct. Right? Like there's a way to stop Frank K. Mm-hmm. I don't think Palpatine. Neither does they have the blueprint. And on top of that, they don't have the players to stop Voodoo. How about Dark Vader? Dark Vader, Dark. as it says in his jersey. <laughs> Marc-Antoine uh, Marc- Desaunier has been, he's had great moments this season. He's also had moments of steaming hot trash full of turds. Steaming hot trash full of turds? Yeah. Wow. It's yeah, yeah he's, three he's, bad things. He's the hot. He's got a high ceiling, but such a low. Like, and I think this is one of those games that's going to frustrate him. Angelo Garofalo is a very good player. Matze Tamas is a very good player. Kevin Marcel is a very fast rusher. Put all that together, and he's going to struggle, man. He, he's going to have one of those games going to be frustrated about. He's going to come back to us, talk about this game in a few weeks, and like the final say, oh, I had a bad game. Yeah. He, he's going to get frustrated because this voodoo defense is experienced, and they know what's going to happen. He's going to score early, and then he's going to make a lot of mistakes. Um, but can you see a scenario where... Look, they're they're a zone heavy team. His playbook, voodoo? yeah, voodoo. Yeah. His his playbook is designed to stretch zones. Can you see a game where he's just in a groove and throws for six touchdowns? Throws for six? No. I see a game where Frank King makes a lot of mistakes against the Palpatine defense, and Macanlezoni is able to win a game, scoring four touchdowns and like twenty six or twenty seven points total, where he's efficient. He goes four touchdowns on five drives. Frank King throws two picks and only three touchdowns. I could see that. Right. But Picks. I don't see a scenario where they score 40-40. Picks. I trust Voodoo. I don't trust Palpatine. Bodo. So, I gave Dark Vader, Dark <laughs> Vader, um, my strategy for what I think he should do to beat them. Okay. I think he'll execute. I'm going to go Palpatine. For the record, you didn't execute. So let me and I play against Voodoo. So, let me ask you this. If they win, <laughs> is it because of you? Oh, absolutely. I'm fully taking credit. What do you mean? This, 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 this is the Simon Dashney playbook. There you Take go. credit for other teams' success. All the time. No, for other people, not teams. And as for Louis Bejin. Nobody ever gets your references. You will. Give it a second. What? You don't know the song? No, but can you cue it up to the point that, the yeah. part that matters? You need the whole thing. I mean, Eagle, you could have produced a better song at moment. I like the idea, but you could have just brought it up 10 seconds for, like, further into the song. I've been peace. I've been angry. You've been Simo. My final thoughts are, is, is this your I didn't ask you. I don't care what you're about. Eagle, thank you. Uh, Alex Allock, thanks for joining us in the studio. We'll see you soon. Three refs. Home team decides coin toss. Overtime. Check the rules. Have fun. Thank you all for letting me be myself. Bye. But, like, final thoughts here. Is this, is this show not going to be monetized because we had a song with copyright? No, because it's 30 seconds or less. Like your love life. 